Hey Lyric CC and community members, it is I, Ulu, the director of Lyric Music College. I want to give you a warm welcome to the Gain Knowledge Build Relationships series, hosted by Lyric's very own student government. The purpose of this series is to create a space where Lyric CC and UH system students, as well as community members, can listen to the different talk stories that highlight a wide variety of topics, including campus system updates from administrators, to personal stories from different individuals as a way to build a safe community and gain information that may be helpful to all different walks of life. We hope you enjoyed this series. In this episode, Student Government hosted a talk story with Chancellor as a way to find out the updates that are happening on campus and possibly system-wide, especially as for the upcoming spring semester. Please note that in addition to this episode's updates that were shared, there could always be additional or change updates in the near future. Now, let me pass it on to the main host. On to you, SG. Good afternoon, Leeward Community College, classmates, students, faculty alike. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast uh, with student government, where we talk about the going-ons at Leeward Community College with various committees administration and faculty and we're really grateful that you're listening today on spotify anchor or whatever platform you are listening today we have the opportunity to speak with uh, vice chancellor keala chalk and he has a lot of updates on what has been going on and very important updates for everybody right before the new semester starts because lots of interesting changes and uh, progressions when it comes to registration face-to-face classes and as of most recently, lifting of vaccination mandates. So we're very thankful that Kayala, um, that Vice President, our Vice Chancellor Kayala Chalk uh, could be here with us today. Uh, so we're very uh, grateful. And uh, without further ado, uh, thanks so much for being here, Vice Chancellor. And how are you doing today? Hey, Alex, thank you so much for uh, allowing me the opportunity to participate again in in our sort of monthly student government meetings um, and to all of the other members of the student government. It's nice to see everybody again. Um, hopefully at some point we can maybe do these in person, but for the time being, it's, it's always a pleasure getting together with you folks. Great, we're so, we're so grateful and we're excited to kind of start this conversation and figure out what's been going on on campus and you know since you did mention that in person it's a good opportunity for us to plug our student involvement fair on april 7th um, that'll be at our Pu'uloa campus and we hope that you can be there as well vice chancellor and um, we're gonna gonna go ahead and give you the floor uh, with any updates and then we'll have some questions after that if that's all right okay cool yeah, so again, appreciate the opportunity to uh, speak to all of the students and um, I hope for everybody that's joining the podcast that you are all doing healthy and fine and that your semester is going well. Um, as you prepare to um, you know, begin the registration process again uh, for uh, next fall, you know, just, just remember to check in with your academic advisors uh, if you have questions uh, for our continuing students. Registration does start on, um, I believe, April 4th. And so um, one of the things that our campus has really been working on, and, and it's still actually a work in progress, is, uh, is really trying to have more presence on our campus, whether it be in our um, instructional areas, 
uh, whether it be within our student service support areas or academic services. Um, you know, since the pandemic started in the spring of 20, um, 2020, really, um, we have all had to pivot really quickly um, for a lot of practical health and safety reasons and, and hunker down and, and try to be as safe as possible, keeping ourselves safe, keeping our families safe. Um, and that has really um, uh, been a big factor in how we've um, been navigating um, in terms of what we've done as a campus as well. So much of what we are doing is, is really in response to um, the health and safety of the community. And, and you've seen over the last two years, so many of our courses um, have been offered online. Um, and, and we continue to have a, a number of courses in the fall 2022 semester uh, that will, will continue to be offered online. Um, but we are, we are, making, we are making headway um, in terms of working with our divisions, uh, working the deans or working with their division chairs, um, and in turn, all of the different faculty from those areas um, to have that conversation. Um, it's, it's not an easy discussion. And, and if you can imagine, you know, being online for so long, and I say so long, meaning two years, to try and pivot back face to face, knowing that, you know, our students are interested in, in, in a lot of online courses still, but yet there are still students that want to have the face to face. Um, you know, there's a lot of discussions that we're having that we're going to continue to have. Um, these are not also just campus discussions. You know, our system office is very interested to learn what we're also doing. Um, and, and we're heading in that direction. Um, but it's going to take us some time to fully transition to that. Um, one of the things that, um, you know, that has uh, happened in the last maybe month and a half, I want to say, is that, you know, when the pandemic started, uh, primarily for our, our veterans uh, who are students. And just to kind of add real quickly, um, our veterans make up about 10% of our student population, and that's about 600 students. Um, since the start of the pandemic, um, a lot of our courses had a designation and a special designation to really assist our veterans to be able to continue to access benefits that they need um, and that that's part of uh, their benefits package. Um, and, and part of that is making sure that these classes have a, have a C-19 designation. Uh, Pre-pandemic, um, our veterans uh, were not necessarily able to take classes online in the way that they were. That was really uh, the rules and regulations set forth by the federal government. Uh, during the pandemic, that's changed a little bit. Uh, but now the designation has uh, is, is going away um, at the end of the semester. And so we do have to schedule more courses face-to-face -face for our veterans. Uh, but in addition to that, we do have a number of students that are also interested. And so um, we're navigating that. It's uh it's it's been a it's been a long journey and it's gonna we're gonna continue to go through that process though. Um, you know, there are so, are also some questions about, you know, when you start registration and if you start registry, registration and, you know, you can actually go in right now to your STAR pathway and, and start looking at courses. And if you decide to start building your, your courses for the fall, 
kind of like what many of us do on Amazon every day and start going shopping, you know, you might do the same thing and you might start adding courses into your cart. And, um, you know, as we are also kind of going through the process of making changes to our courses, um, some of those course modalities might change from online to face-to-face. -face. And so uh, what we are gonna do is uh, gonna try to message our students as much as we can uh, to inform them uh, that some of these changes might happen uh, and that they should check their uh, cart and they should check the course. There is a color coding system that is really, I think, easily identifiable if your course is either face-to-face, -face, hybrid, um, or online. Um, and so if that course change, if there has been changes to the course, sorry, um, you know, students should uh, go back in there and check, but we'll send you a reminder. Um, and just to make sure that, you know, you, you can kind of go in there and, and take a look at what's going on. Um, recently, the president has come out with a message regarding our vaccination requirements um, and really the uh, suspension of those requirements indefinitely. Um, I, I have to say that, you know, we are all trying to still process that message. Uh, it's very complex. There's a lot of different facets to that message that we are still also trying to understand. But it, essentially, there are changes that are being made to our um, vaccination policy and the requirements that are being put forth or the loosening of those requirements. Um, I want to I want to um, urge you folks, um, you know, to to pay attention to your emails. Um, you know, we're probably going to have more um, communication. Um, you know, with our campus, um, with our students, more messaging from the system office, clarifying uh, different questions that have come up since this communication went out. And so um, I, I, I'm, I'm reluctant to sort of jump right into the details of it because I think we're all trying to sort of still understand all of the different parts of that message. Um, but essentially, um, you know, we are taking steps to sort of loosen those restrictions uh, for students and for employees, uh, but there's also some detail there that we need to sort of clarify and, and communicate um, while we move forward. Do you folks have any questions, uh, Alex, or, or any kind of follow-up to any other responses? Yeah. Hi, Vice Chancellor Yella, Matt here, hey, Matt. Uh, Senator. Hello, Senator and Treasurer. Um, just touching base on what you had mentioned, the services, for students are gonna be more and more available. Um, uh, speaking of the job, like drop, job prep services, are those um, gonna be open now to um, in-person services for students? Yeah, so, you know, our student service areas are, are still gonna be sort of doing a hybrid setup. Um, you know, they're in the process. It's really complicated because a few years ago, our student services areas went through a, a physical renovation of their facilities. Um, and that renovation is still not done yet. And so um, they're all have been relocated to a different part of campus, um, but they have continued to remain um, and provide in-person services throughout the pandemic. It may not be on a daily basis, but they've continued to do that. Um, and you know, we are sort of still in this transition with telework uh, and employees um, uh, kind of teleworking, um, but we, we are trying to make more of a push to get more of our, our services uh, on campus open more consistently, 
but just like the courses shifting back face to face, it's, it's going to take some transition for us to, to get to a point where it's like 100% back on campus. We're definitely not there yet, uh, but I can say that confidently that, you know, if you want a meeting in person or if you are trying to get a meeting in person, there will be services available for you to do that um, in, in the various areas. And if for whatever reason you encounter some issue where it's not, you know, please do let us know so that we can kind of uh, look into that. Thank you for clarifying that, Vice Chancellor. Um, the other question I, I did have was, is there a discussion with administration considering with the COVID um, policy changes? Was there administration discussion that's going on right now that with regard to the spring graduation commencement? Um, and and by by commencement and the changes, like what what do you mean? Are are, are we kind of thinking about doing some different things, or what are what are the plans in general for commencement? Right, exactly. Well, at the at this moment, from what I understand, it's currently planned for like a drive-through, much like last year in which I participated in. Is there a discussion that that's going to change to um, be the traditional in person, or is it too soon to speak about it? Yeah, so. You know, commencement is like probably one of the, my, my most favorite times of the year. You know, it's the one time of the year that we get to celebrate um, student achievement and student success. And, um, you know, a lot of energy is put forward in terms of um, planning commencement and getting things set up um, and the logistics involved with it. Um, and again, so much of what this pandemic has taught us is that you cannot plan too far ahead. Um, and so, you know, we do have a, a campus committee that is responsible for planning graduation and commencement each year. Um, and our campus committee um, decided and, and we support that decision uh, that commencement was going to be a drive through. Um, we just had a meeting uh, to talk through a lot of the logistical details of, of co commencement um, in the spring. Um, but we do not have any plans to change that as of right now. We hope that moving forward, maybe next year, we can definitely have commencement in person. Um, but for the time being, it's gonna remain um, as a, it's in person, it's just a drive-through. Sure. It's a little different. Thank, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, you're welcome. Vice Chancellor, my apologies. I had um, some internet connections, so I did um, internet connection issues, so I did miss a bit of what you said. I'm sure it was insightful, but I apologize in advance if this question I'm about to ask was already essentially covered. Um, I know you mentioned the email that Lastner sent yesterday. Um, today is, what is today? The the 24th. So yesterday on the 23rd, uh, President Lassner sent the email in regards to uh, no, vaccina no vaccination uh, mandate um, and essentially just said all of the COVID restrictions of the past couple years are essentially being lifted very soon, including lumicite, which means uh, folks and classmates and faculty will no longer be reported to when there is a positive um, case on campus. So not to put you on the spot, but you know, we got the email yesterday and you know, you're the next person we're talking to. So, you know, if obviously if it was 
President Lastner, you know, maybe I'd have you, I, you know, you obviously can't get in his head by any means, but I'm just wondering, you know, since we are talking to you and um, this is a conversation that we kind of want to uh, have amongst classmates and students, what are your initial reactions on that? Do you, do you find, do you have any hesitations or concerns? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, at some point, I think we, um, as a system have to start to transition um, and, and sort of um, adopt and accept what the new realities are gonna be for, for our state and for our community uh, and for our university. Um, you know, I think that the um, restrictions that were put in place were to help protect the health and safety of all of our students and our employees. You know, we've seen a lot of progress that I think members of our community have been making to get vaccinated and to take steps to getting boosted. Um, and for those who, um, who are choosing a different path and, and not getting vaccinated, but participating in weekly testing, um, you know, people are making that commitment and we're seeing a much broader commitment to what each individual's responsibilities are during this pandemic and moving forward to keep us safe, to keep our families safe. Um, and as a result, you're seeing, you know, you see numbers decrease dramatically from where it was a year ago to where we are today. You're seeing um, infection rates going down dramatically. And I think that's a testament to what we've been doing um, individually and as a community and as a university. Um, and so with the restrictions kind of being released, I think there's this big like gasp, like, like what's happening? Oh my gosh, you know, like, you know, there are some major changes going on. What do you mean we don't have to do a Lumi site check-in anymore? Um, we just started doing all of this, you know, and, and, I, and I think, you know, these are bound to happen at some point in time. And whatever point in time it happened, there was, there's always going to be this sort of, you know, dramatic kind of uh, reaction to, um, the, the communication. Um, there are things that I think we still need to sort of get a better understanding of in the, in the communication that was sent out and we are currently doing that. Uh, and once we can have uh, some, some clarity to questions that we've been receiving from students, uh, receiving from different employees, you know, we can better inform everybody about um, how to best proceed moving forward. Um, and so I, I do think that this is a, this is a good, it's timely. Um, you know, we, we are going to be uh, ending the spring semester soon um, and on summer break. Um, and so, you know, it, it's a good thing for us, I think, in the long run. Um, and at some point, we were going to have to transition anyway. And, and the fact that we have really low uh, case counts right now, um, you know, that's a positive thing. And I think, you know, this is, this is sort of a good time for us to, to start looking at how we can transition back to some sense of normalcy. Sorry, I have a follow-up to the vaccination. Um, just to clarify for students, right? So COVID vaccine, they don't need. But the other ones, right? The ones that we normally had, Tdap, Baristella, MMR, and TB, so they so students will not be able to register on April 4th and, and beyond until they clear those four. Is Correct. that how it's gonna work? Okay. That's that's also my understanding of it. You know, and so uh, that is part of 
the health clearance requirements for students. Uh, hi, Vice Chancellor, I have a question. Um, so, oh, sorry. No. Okay. Um, so in regards to registration, I know you mentioned like the color coding. So for hybrid, in-person, and then online, as we still are transitioning, will there be like an equal amount to those three types of classes? Or since we're pushing for like in-person now, is there going to be majority in-person with a limited amount of online? Yeah. So, you know, we haven't set specific sort of scheduling goals for our campus in that regard. Um, and, you know, simply because um, right now, a lot of our students are still very much interested in online courses. And, you know, it's a very sort of fine uh, balance for us to um, ensure that we're scheduling classes that our students need versus scheduling classes for something that we just philosophically believe in should happen now. Um, and then all of these sections end up being canceled and then we lose students, you know, so we, we don't want to do that, you know, and, and, and it is going to be a transition. And so, but I think to your question, um, there is no um, sort of set goals right now. Uh, right now, I want to say that um, we're probably about 74% of our courses are online or at least scheduled right now for, for online in the fall. Um, and we're making efforts though, where we can be strategic to schedule classes face-to-face. -face. We are doing that. We're trying to do that as we speak, um, but it's still gonna be, um, and this is consistent with other campuses too, where the majority of the classes are being uh, delivered online. So it's gonna be a transition for us um, as we move forward. Kayla, I, I have another question. Um, from a student's perspective, um, and if I could present this to you as a suggestion, uh, I've observed or made an observation that the transition during the pandemic as a student from in-person to um, online, there wasn't much support for students um, how to cope with that transition. So as a, an administrator, as one of the leaders, um, I would encourage maybe uh, focus on a uh, support for students that are transitioning back from being online and spending all this time during the pandemic, whether it's improving their social skills or uh, students that are transitioning from high school that's been uh, spending two years online um, and distance education to um, how to transition into in-person. It's already a challenge being a, a new high school student going into a college environment, let alone they're coming from uh, the traditional, what they've learned in the last two years, being um, distance edu educated, and then now they have those challenges as a college student and going into in-person. So uh, from a student's perspective, I would hope that is taken into consideration, um, that support system there, um, whether it's mental health or uh, social education or skills on they can improve and, and at least know that they're, they're being considered. 
really appreciate the feedback, Matt. And, you know, that is, you know, you make some really great points there, you know, and I will share that with um, our leadership and with other areas uh, to continue to reinforce the need to help, you know, support students, not just in the classroom, but outside of the classroom as well. Uh, thank you for those comments. Yeah, thank you so much, Matt. And to piggyback off of that, you know, it's kind of similar to what I was going to say. Um, in general, you know, um, Vice Chancellor Chalk, obviously, this has been such a great conversation about um, getting back to face to face and the benefits of that and the options that are available. Um, so that's also important. While we're having this conversation, I want to make sure people uh, you know, know and remember that Leeward is really, um, you know, one of the innovators and really sets the president for online education even before the pandemic began. So that is to be, you know, remembered as well that as we are pushing for face-to-face, -face, we've had um, some great administrators and some great committees get together really um, unique programs that um, Leeward really kind of sets the pathway for when it comes to like, um, you know, accelerated online courses and just different availabilities in general. So um, something definitely that, you know, in, in, in the future, we're just all going to work together to make sure that the right program is found by each, um, each student because everyone learns differently. So I'm so grateful that we are getting more options because there's all sorts of type of learners, all sorts of learners. So thank you very much for this conversation in general. Yeah, no, thank you, Alex. And, you know, I think it's, you know, there is so much power behind, you know, being able to connect virtually and, um, you know, you're a perfect example, man, you know, and then being somebody who lives in South Point and Kau and uh, assuming the leadership role within the student government and still being an active, you know, student with Leeward Community College, we, we wouldn't have been able to do that without our, our strong online presence. And, you know, we want to continue to be leaders in that area, but we also want to try to balance things out, like you said, for uh, students who do want more in-person instruction as well. So appreciate you folks inviting me to the discussion today. It's always a pleasure connecting with you folks. And, um, you know, do we have any uh, final questions? I have Here. one last question. So in the event that we actually get back into like full in person, go back to you know pre-pandemic status. What happens if there's a new variant that comes out, like we've seen with Omicron or any of the other variants? What happens then? Do we just go back to you know lockdowns and such, or no? Yeah, I mean, again, I think it's our responsibility um, as as the University of Hawaii to protect and help the health and safety of our community and, and that community being our students uh, and our employees um, and much of what we have done in the past uh, to shift things in a manner that is 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 healthy and is safe for everybody uh, may include more online may include you know folks teleworking especially if there's another variant I cannot say for certain um, the president has a team of, of people who are informing and advising him uh, on how to best proceed. Um, and the consultation that uh, happens um, in that sort of office uh, certainly takes into account a lot of different variables. Uh, I don't know the specifics. I'm not part of that advisory group, but I, I know that they're, they're putting a lot of time and effort into it. 
And so if something like this does happen again, you know, I'm sure a, a list of options will be explored. Thank you. Great. Well, unless anybody else has any questions, we'll go ahead and just uh, finish up the conversation. I just want to thank everyone for listening today. Um, you've been listening to a Libra Community College's student government podcast. Um, my name is Alex Williamson, and we have been talking to Vice Chancellor Kayala Chalk, and uh, we've had a lot of great updates on uh, the face-to-face -face modality, as well as information for veterans and uh, the most recent update of the vaccine, vaccination lifting, uh, vaccination requirement lifting, which we'll have more updates on throughout the weeks because that's all pretty fresh news. So thanks again, uh, Vice Chancellor Chalk, for being here. And thanks again for listening on Spotify or Anchor or whatever podcast platform that you do listen to. And we look forward to uh, getting to know you more and providing more information for you next time. So thanks again, everybody, and have a great day. Mahalo to Chancellor Kayala Chalk for all the updates. Mahalo to everyone that listens or watched this Gain Knowledge Build Relationships episode. As mentioned, updates are constantly coming in, so please stay tuned for more next month. Don't forget to stay connected with my friends at Libra CC Student Network by following them on Instagram at LibraSG and their YouTube page, LibraSG. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to continue listening for more stories, continue to be on the lookout for the Libra CC Student Life Podcast and find the Gain Knowledge Build Relationship series and episodes. Remember to stay safe, stay connected, and keep gaining knowledge. This is Ulu signing off. Oh, who you?